What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. This is Pete, and first off, we're going to be talking today about how the MTA will raise its rates again, just by killing three people yesterday. Why people driving into New York City will be taxed for doing just that. And lastly, why the answer to the Democrats' Green New Deal is nuclear energy and not the water... Uh, air and whatever BS they think is actually going to work that, let's face it, is very costly and years behind uh, the nuclear option. But before we get into all of that, first off, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network podcast is for conservatives living in New York State who are sick and tired of being neglected by their local and state politicians. You're also sick and tired of being treated like a leper by friends, family, and co-workers for thinking differently than they do about life politics and mainly they're just jealous because let's face it you're right and they're wrong today we're going to have some great stuff on the docket and i just can't wait to get into it because this state is falling by the wayside every single day we were very complacent during the 2018 midterms obviously we didn't have very inspiring candidates at the local or the state levels but i digress and as a result Cuomo got a third term. We've seen some reprehensible pieces of legislation. We talked about the red flag bill that just passed yesterday. We got more coming on the horizon. It sucks, particularly for um, city folk, and uh, we'll go from there. So let's begin with MTA raising its rates once again. So very briefly, the MTA board voted earlier today, Wednesday, to approve hiking fares and tolls nearly 4% across the board. Monthly tickets could increase as much as $15. Weekly tickets go up $5.75. The fare hike goes into effect April 21st. Look, here's the moral of the story. Cuomo and de Blasio claim that New York City is a great place to do business. And yet they're making it all the more expensive to live, work, and do business in New York City. From hikes on the MTA that, let's be frank, they killed three people yesterday. I don't know if you guys heard about this if you don't live in and around the city, but three people were killed by Long Island Railroad trains yesterday. One person just got run over on the tracks. Another train hit a truck and killed a couple more people. It's nuts. Obviously, there were delays. There were closures. There were things that happened as a result of these, and obviously, you can't anticipate these things. But look, the MTA has been falling apart for decades. There's a reason that on Twitter, there's actually a hashtag Hashtag Cuomo's MTA, because it's a joke how badly that it's gotten. And to make matters worse, our very own Justin, so you saw him, the godfather, he was at um, our podcast studio interview with Manny Alejandro the other day when we interviewed him, and his business is the only one, you know, me and him are the two, two of the three of us are business owners outside of obviously this group, and his business works within the city limits. So as a result, he's subject to state tax. And last year he was audited. I, you just told me this yesterday. I had no idea. Five times in one calendar year. He was audited five times in one calendar year by the city government because they wanted to make sure that nothing was being doled out under the table or anything like that. And it wasn't. He does everything above book. He's not that type of guy. But regardless, it just goes to show how ridiculous they will go to take more and more money from people obviously if you're raising the fares here 
that's going to result in more money lost. It actually costs a lot of people money to get into the city if they work there or to get around the city if they live there. And you would think, huh, maybe these people can commute. First off, if you're not familiar with driving into New York City, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. If you're driving on any of the Long Island highways, it's terrible. If you're driving on the Cross Island or, I don't know, any of the other ones coming over a bridge, it's absolutely terrible getting into the city. And it's expensive, especially if you're coming in from outside of the city and you have to pay a toll coming over a bridge to get in. But you would think maybe that would be cheaper. Not so anymore because Cuomo de Blasio agreed to tax people for coming to New York City via congestion pricing. So yesterday, both the governor and the New York City mayor have jointly endorsed congestion pricing as part of a reform plan for the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. The two unveiled on Tuesday a 10-point plan to, quote, transform and fund the agency that includes congestion pricing, which will be looked at as cashless tolling for vehicles entering Manhattan south of 61st Street. In a radio interview on yesterday morning, on Tuesday morning, Governor Cuomo admitted that the plan amounts to a tax for people driving into New York City. The plan also says that revenue from congestion pricing, quote, will be placed in a lockbox to provide a funding source necessary to ensure the capital needs of the MTA can be met with priority given to the subway system. State Senator Todd Kaminsky says Long Island Democrats in the majority will push to ensure the final legislation includes revenue dedicated to Long Island Railroad improvements. Again, constant closures there. I know because I know many people, whether they're clients of mine, family members, friends who work in New York City, who have to use the Long Island Railroad to commute to the city. And over the last couple of years, especially, it's gotten real bad with closures, cancellations unexpectedly, and obviously hitting a lot of people and a lot of different inanimate objects. So not a good thing. By the way, Andrew Cuomo was quoted on the same radio interview as saying that it is a, quote, luxury to drive into Manhattan. So it's one thing. If you're looking at it as a luxury, if you don't live in the city and you're driving in to see a Broadway show, you see the Knicks or the Rangers or someone play, then you kind of understand if you're calling it a luxury. But if you work in the city, is it a luxury to work in New York City? De Blasio and Cuomo would have you think so. New York City is the Mecca. New York City hasn't been the Mecca for business or anything for 30, 40 years, at the very, very least. It has not been a mecca whatsoever. The exorbitant amount in taxes that people pay just to live and work in New York City is ridiculous. You've increased MTA pricing for people who rely on public transportation to get into the city. Again, many for work. Many people traveling from Westchester counties, from upstate New York, central New York, taking trains down to go into meetings and to work in the city, and yet they have to pay more now. Because they can't get their crap together. And on top of that now, if you want to try and bypass public transportation, because like I said, not reliable, A, and B, pretty expensive. And you might think, well, in gas, maybe not necessarily in time, depending on time of day, but maybe in gas, I save money by driving in. Now, if you enter south of 61st Street, you're not going to be able to, because you're going to be taxed heading into the city. And that fund is going to go into a lockbox. By the way, I pointed this out on an episode I did a while ago, maybe a couple of months back, and it came to light that emergency funds, so part of the taxes that New York State residents all around the state pay is to an emergency fund, so that when you call 911, they're able to direct you to the most appropriate law enforcement location closest to you that can help you with your particular issue. They were funneling money out of that 
to do things, and they still aren't even sure what they were doing. All they know is that the Cuomo administration, which put this stuff in a lockbox, much the same way they're looking to put congestion pricing taxes and other things in lockboxes, it get funneled out and you don't know where it goes. The same thing is going to happen. They say that they need more money, and everyone over this yesterday on our show, they say that they need more money so that they can fix the MTA, whether it's the subway system, Long Island Railroad, whatever. It's not going to fix anything. They're not going to do a better job. All they're doing is trying to take more of our money and siphon it out for their own political and financial gain. Let's be honest. If you're in politics, even if you work in Washington, D.C., and you're making one hundred fifty dollars to $250,000 a year, what does the president get now? Uh, you know, Half a million? You know, and that's before taxes, obviously. And D.C., by the way, tax almost as bad as we are here, maybe a little bit worse. Who knows? It's not great. But in any event, you can make a nice living, sure, but you're not going to get rich off of it. You have to find other means to do it. A lot of these politicians get rich because when they get these governorships or these mayoral positions or they even get these, these uh, connections in Washington, they're able to siphon money. They get budgets for their administrations. They oversee budgets. They decide what money goes to what purpose. And sometimes they're able to siphon money out of lockboxes and safe accounts that are meant to help improve conditions, meant to improve agencies and services offered to the people, when in actuality that never happens. Government has been proven time and time again, both in this country and worldwide, both in the present, the not-too-distant past, and the very distant past. Government is not good at anything but taking your rights and your money away. That's it. So this is not going to help matters in New York City. This isn't going to help matters with the MTA. This isn't going to help anybody. It's going to line their pockets more at our expense, literally and figuratively, plain and simple. So great job, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio, for once again messing everything up and making it harder and harder to live here each day. Now, the last thing I want to finish on, there's a great piece in the Washington Post today, and it was co-written by John Ree and Alan Emery. And basically, it stated that if the Democrats actually gave a crap about climate change and a Green New Deal and getting rid of fossil fuels and things of that nature, then they should push towards nuclear power instead of uh, wind, solar, and hydropower. And here's why. I'm going to read a little bit from it, and then we're going to discuss, because it's important. This isn't stuff that is hiding. This is stuff you can easily Google. This is stuff you can easily look up. There are studies on a lot of these energy sources, and this article really dissects it very succinctly. So I'm going to read to you. So if you're not that up-to-date on energy sources and how efficient or not they are, how clean or not they are. This is going to be very informative. And this is, some, this is something you can take back to your liberal friends and family members who think the world is coming to an end, that climate change, now it's climate change, it was global warming five minutes ago, they just changed it to climate change because it's not quite happening the way that they saw. You know, we just got out of polar vortex, what, a, a week or two ago? And yeah, so anyway, let's get into the article. Nuclear power is clean, carbon-free, 24-7 power, 365 days a year. It's scalable more quickly than other carbon-free sources and takes up far less space. From 1970 to 1990, Sweden, of course Bernie Sanders' favorite country, or one of them, doubled its energy output by deploying nuclear plants while reducing carbon emissions 50%. So again, 
That's another big thing. Talk about carbon emissions, which, by the way, the science isn't very clear about whether or not that has anything to do with the rise anywhere in global temperature. But I digress. Its economy, Sweden's, expanded by 50%, while fossil fuel use dropped by 40%. So that sounds, that sounds pretty in accordance with what AOC and these Green New Deal advocates want. And this was done between 1970 and 1990, about 30 years ago, or 30 to 50 years ago. Huh. Anyway, global demand for energy can be met in only two ways that we know of so far. Clean energy or fossil fuels. So, again, we just went over a clean energy source. Nuclear energy. And uh, dirty energy and fossil fuels, which, again, we're not quite sure how bad it is in actuality. This is just the leftist hysteria that we've seen on fossil on fuel use and climate change. Getting back, the proposed Green New Deal is based on solar, wind, and hydropower. By themselves, those sources aren't serious solutions to the problem of global energy demand. Wind and solar power output vary with nature, yes, and both are short-lived power solutions, about three to five times as costly as nuclear over time. So we want to talk about dollars and cents too. Nuclear is much cheaper, much cleaner, much more efficient than fossil fuels. I'm getting to even more specifics now. So when people say, huh, how can you prove that? Let's get into it. Both wind and solar installations have a lifetime of less than 30 years and require battery and power grid technologies that haven't yet been developed. So when AOC wants to get rid of fossil fuels, nuclear energy, and replace them with wind, solar, and hydro, the problem with that is that we do not currently have the infrastructure or the technological capability to power these things. On top of that, they're more costly financially, and they're all dependent on the region. Like we went over last week when Governor Cuomo came out, he had sent $750 million to a solar energy startup in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York is not a great place for a solar energy startup. Because there's not a lot of sunlight up there uh, most of the year. Not, not compared to other parts of the country or even other parts of the world. It's a foolhardy experiment that they're going into because they're trying to count out to these crazy far-left green activist groups that only believe in these sources of power. And yes, well, on the very, very surface, when you don't think, you literally don't let your brain process, it's just like, huh... Letting the elements control everything instead of creating nuclear power where terrible things like Chernobyl can happen. We'll get into that in a second, too. Um, or fossil fuels that you know emit car- massive amounts of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and it causes global warming, which is killing the polar bears and melting the ice caps and all this crap. Let's go on here because this is very, very interesting. Um, the usefulness of hydropower, by the way, is also severely limited by geography. Not a lot of water in that area. You're going over an arid area. It's not really going to work nearly as well as it is in a place that it's abundant. Anyway, nuclear power, on the other hand, is a stable, profit-generating, 24-7 carbon-free source of energy at low cost to consumers using the existing grid and fully proven technology. Is nuclear power generation dangerous? The only major nuclear accident in the U.S., Three Mile Island in 1979, caused neither death nor increase in cancer area-wide. The 2011 disaster at the Fukushima plant in Japan also directly caused neither deaths nor disease from exposure to radiation. But what about toxic waste? The typical nuclear power plant generates 20 metric tons of used nuclear fuel annually. A typical coal plant, on the other hand, produces that much toxic waste 
ash containing mercury, arsenic, and other poisons, by the way, in one hour. So what nuclear energy in the form of nuclear waste and toxic waste will accumulate over the course of an entire year is done at a coal plant in one hour, mixed in with a bunch of harmful chemicals and poisons on top of that. Huh. Most nuclear waste, by the way, is hazardous for only a few decades due to its low radioactivity and is easily dealt with safely. So again, the moral of the story here is that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the radical left with this Green New Deal have no idea what they're talking about. Nuclear energy literally solves every issue they have. We have the infrastructure for it. We have the technology for it. Europe, by the way, has nuclear reactors. They will you to use used fuel so you can reuse the waste that you had come across with nuclear energy and you can reuse it as fuel going forward. So you don't have to worry about even having slightly radioactive things laying around in a storage facility, which again, by the way, we have the capability of containing so that it doesn't get out into the environment, so it doesn't spread to wildlife or to the human population or to anything. We can contain it, but we wouldn't even have to if we just looked abroad and we found a couple other places that actually do use nuclear energy and use it well. It is a solution, and it's a viable solution, and it's a realistic solution. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforallocasions.com. And yet, they don't want a realistic solution. Again, you could talk about this with, uh, with energy. You could talk about what they want with the wall. They say, oh, we'll send you the funding you want, but it cannot say border wall. It cannot say border barrier. It cannot say border fencing. It can, do, it can be technology like drones. It can be more manpower, but no wall. And it's all political posturing. They do, they, they, I, I find it very hard to believe that anyone who could get elected, you could say, oh, well, Maxine Waters is a joke. Ocasio-Cortez obviously doesn't know what she's talking about, about anything, even though she has a minor in economics and a major in international relations. She has no idea what she's talking about on any of these issues, and yet she got elected. And yes, there's an art to just getting elected and to talking people in your local area to vote you in. But at the same time, I find it very hard to believe that generations worth of politicians are not educated enough on these topics because it's the same stuff. If you go on YouTube and you look up what Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter talked about in their presidential debates, it's the same stuff. There's no difference. That's like 40 years ago. And if you go back to the 60s, they're talking about the same stuff. There's not a lot. Again, this climate change stuff, everyone thinks it's a more recent thing and it got big again in the late 90s, early 2000s with Al Gore and Michael Moore and people like that. But there's a paper dating back to 1922 about climate change. It's been on the agenda since then. It's just, it wasn't covered. There's not, it wasn't a 24-7 news cycle. It, people weren't nearly as informed about these things. Didn't come up nearly as often because they didn't have the technology that could really doing any of this stuff. And we still don't when it comes to wind, solar, and hydropower. But we do have the capabilities and the infrastructure to utilize nuclear energy. It's clean, which is what the Democrats claim that they want. It's cost-efficient to both 
the uh, the companies utilizing it and the consumers it's profit generating it's revenue generating both for the companies for the communities who they would employ the workers to to live in and to come from and for the state we talked about this uh, the shale of natural gas in new york state too how con edison and natu- national grid are running out of the ability to just send utilities to people's homes to send heat and gas to people's homes how they're going to have to start rationing it because in 2014, Governor Cuomo stopped hydraulic fracking. It's not allowed. So you can't frack for natural gas, even though we have the most of it in the country. We share that shale, I forget, the, it's the Marcellus shell, I believe, with Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania, since 2012, has generated over a billion dollars in revenue for the state just off that. And not to mention over 100,000 jobs. They pretend that they care about us. They pretend that our tax dollars are going to good use. Clearly, as we pointed out, with the congestion pricing getting into New York City, or if you don't want to drive in and get taxed, taking the MTA with your fare hikes going up and up and up for worse and worse and worse service. This is a problem. These are the people running our state. These are the people who want to take over our country and take your rights away. And this is another example of an energy source that exists. It's in existence. It's in use. That... The after effects, even with Chernobyl, are very few and far between. That was the worst in history. That was only because the Soviet Union at the time wanted to keep it secret from the public and they weren't really up to date on making sure that everything was up to code. So it was built very faultily. Obviously, when dealing with nuclear energy, that's one thing you cannot do. You cannot be faulty with it. And even in the rare instance where there is an issue, again, regardless of radiation exposure, no deaths, no disease as a result. And we're dating back to 1979 with Third Mile Island. Something to consider, guys. Something to consider. Just, you know, know, Justin says this a lot um, in the group when he does his shows. And it's true. Do your research. Look this stuff up. When you hear climate change, when you hear hysteria about things, look up if it's really true. Look at both sides of the argument. See what the left has to say. They don't have anything to say. Their tagline, 97% of climate scientists agree that the world is warming and that this warming is going to cause polar ice caps to melt. It's going to cause wildlife up there in the North Pole to die off. It's going to cause sea levels to rise. And that's going to cause issues for our country and the whole planet unless we do something about it. AOC saying that in 12 years, if we don't do her Green New Deal, we're all going to die. It's hysteria. Al Gore said it in his documentary series about this very same thing in the early 2000s. We're supposed to be dead already. Hi, we're still here. It's ridiculous hysteria with no basis in scientific fact. And anyone with half a brain who can do a Google search can find it. And this is an article written in the Wall Street Journal, one of the very few reputable newspapers that obviously is based here in New York, but it's cycled out worldwide. And it is for a reason. They're pretty objective. They have a slight conservative spin, but they're pretty objective. And this is a very well-written and well-researched piece that goes over exactly why we have cleaner technology. And it's not a difficult thing to transition to nuclear energy. We have what we need. It exists in the world today. What we would need for wind, solar, and hydropower to work doesn't exist. And most of it, anyway, outside of the exorbitant costs and its unreliability, is that it's not possible. It's not being done anywhere in the world to an effective means. Anyone who, you know, you see people, I'm sure you have seen this in your neighborhood, 
people with solar panels on their roofs. They're subsidized by the government. If they can put up six grand right now at tax time next year, they get back eight grand. So essentially, if they have the funds put away and they can pay for it for a year, they get everything back and then some. It's almost like, and, and, and that's fine if you want to be more energy conscious. At the same time, the state should not be involved in this, period. If we as a society decided that this is the direction we want to go in, we want to get rid of fossil fuels, we want to be cleaner, for whatever the reason, and again, it's not even necessary that we do that based on some sides. You've got to look at both sides. And just because a very loud majority in this case claims it, and, and I forget the guy's name. I think his name is Landau. He's a Nobel Prize winning scientist who's done you know, pioneering research on climate change. The guy who, opera, who created the Weather Channel, um, there's this famous clip of him ridiculing CNN for the hysteria they cause over global warming and climate change and what they say about it. When in actuality, the climate's always been changing. That's nothing new. It warms, it cools. And if you actually objectively look at the science, it's not definitive or clear at all that what we have contributed as man has really damaged the environment or the world. Now, we can certainly be better to wildlife. We can be better to forests. There are better means of creating paper and other things instead of cutting down trees. There are. And there are many reasons why that hasn't happened. But at the same time, when you're looking at completely upholding an economy and you're telling and mandating people, here are the energy sources you can use. Here are the modes of transportation you can use. That is shifting from recommendations and trying to move forward together to it's my way or the highway. This is the totalitarian state that the Democrats want and the new Democrats want. The old ones like Pelosi and Schumer who will be, you know, die off in the next 10, 15 years or so, who will no longer be in politics or even on this planet probably during that time. They're establishment politicians. They flip-flop on everything. They're for something until they're not. There's video and transcripts and things of them flip-flopping millions and millions of times. So that's nothing new. But they never got anything done. They're big talkers. They're not doers. These new radical leftists that have entered, like Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Shida Tlaib, these people are doers. And they're either grossly uneducated or they're being used. And, and, and a lot of people think they're being used to push these radical agendas across. And other things, too, that you're seeing. And infanticide, not just late-term abortion, which is... A travesty in and of itself is something we were all up in arms about when the Reproductive Health Act passed in the state not too long ago. But infanticide, we couldn't even get a federal bill passed yesterday or two days ago. We're literally just pointing out, if a baby survives, even if it was a late-term abortion, if the baby survives, you're not obligated to treat it the same that you would treat anybody coming out of a coma or experiencing a near-death situation. No. We couldn't even pass that. It's all political posturing. But now they're playing with people's lives. And now they're trying to play with what they can and can't, oh, I'm sorry, what we can and can't do. That's what's at stake, guys. And that's why we're here. That's why we created Empire State Conservative Network, because we want to take the state back. It, it starts with the individual, then the local communities, and then the state. We need to take the state back. If we can take back New York, one of, if not the bluest states in the union, then we have a shot at taking this country back. Right now, 
It's not in a great position. The Democrats taking back the House is causing a lot of gridlock and a lot of controversy on a lot of different issues. And we're seeing in just, it's not even March yet. March is on Friday. March 1st is on Friday. We're a couple of days away from that. In just a couple of months, not even, they passed the SAFE Act 2, the DREAM Act, the Reproductive Health Act, the red flag gun law yesterday. They've raised MTA fares. They've created congestion pricing, which is another tax to enter New York City because, as Andrew Cuomo points out, it's a luxury. They want to mandate what vehicles and modes of transportation we can use. They want to mandate what energy sources we can and can't use. I mean, Andrew Cuomo has already done that. We cannot use natural gas resources in the Marcellus Shell. We can't do it, even though, again, we have the largest supply of it in the union, in the entire country. They could create billions in revenue and hundreds of thousands of jobs. Just look at what Pennsylvania's done with it since 2012. But no, they're kowtowing, they're politically posturing, and as a result, it is detrimental, incredibly, to New York State residents. And unless we take the state back, it's only going to get worse. So guys, please, share this episode, whether with another Empire State Conservative that you know, a friend, a family member, someone in the middle, someone on the left who's really not happy with how things are going on the left. Share this with them. And hopefully, we can wake them up. And in 2020, when the time really comes, when we get our chance to start voting these state senators, these local reps out of office, when we get a chance in 2022 to vote Cuomo out of office, if he's not indicted on criminal corruption charges at that point, we might have a chance. But we have to start. We've already gotten inquiries, and we're talking about it, and we're hoping by May or June of this year we can start local chapters in each county of Empire State Conservatives. So we'll have, a, we'll have one for every county. We'll have a, a chapter leader. They'll, they'll be in charge of finding a meeting place and having a budget and funding. We're working on that. It's coming. But we're trying to re-rile up the base. We can outvote the city and the ignorant people who continually vote in these schmucks. We can but we got to show up. We have to get angry and we have to get out there. And, you know, something that we, that we saw, I won't touch on it too much because I know we're running kind of long here. We're pushing half an hour right now. When we had Manny Alejandro, who was running for public advocate, there's a lot of bitterness going on amongst the city GOP and, and amongst the state GOP. In other words, Republican and Libertarian candidates. You know, Larry Sharp had the same problem. I mean, he's a Libertarian. He was never going to run as a Republican anyway. But the GOP state level, city level, wherever. It's corrupt. It's corrupt. There are very few good Republican legislators in this state. Very few. Many of them are establishment Republicans. They're empty suits. They're spineless. They're rhinos. They're neocons. They do not stand for anything. They are worse than a Democrat because at least with the Democrats today, regardless of how ridiculous their policies are, they come out and they say, Here's what we want to do. And they try to execute it, especially the young ones, like I said before. The rhinos and those people, they talk a big game, they say all the right things, and yet when push comes to shove and it comes time to actually act and do something, they're standing on the sidelines. They're nowhere to be found. They're not real representatives. They're doing this, you know, Steve Dace, I haven't pointed this out yesterday, and it's true. Steve Dace, when he was on the show, he said, politicians have two choices in their careers. They either try to do something or they can try to be somebody. And then sadly, 99% of the time, those two are not mutually exclusive. If you want to be somebody, you can't do anything. You got to be as radical as you can. You got to be as far left and as far right as you can. 
pander to your base, and when push comes to shove and it comes time to act, you do nothing. That is worse than what the Democrats are trying to do. Us sitting back on the sidelines, not voting, not getting out there, it is worse than them going out and voting for bullcrap. We can outvote them, we can take the state back, but it starts with us. So please share this message, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Sound, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you're finding this. Leave us a five-star review or click one. Please write a review. If you like the show, if you listen to a bunch of episodes and you like us, please write a review where you can. It really helps us out. Like, as you can see, here we're attracting sponsors, but we need more. You know, we're, we're paying to reach you. This isn't cheap. Evan, Justin, and myself are paying out of pocket. None of us are rolling in it. This is more than a passion project to us. We are paying to reach you. We are paying daily to reach you. It is not cheap. We're trying to recover costs. So sponsor is a great way to do that. Another great way that you can help us is by donating. By going to our website, EmpireStickAndServeNetwork.com forward slash donate. There's a few options. You can give a one-time donation for any amount you want. And we'd appreciate that. And that's all you got to do. You type it in. It's through PayPal. You type it in whatever you want, and boom, and we'd appreciate that. If you can afford just $5 a month, you get this Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristband, and you also get mailbag access. So every Friday, we'll send out an email to our donors. What questions or topics would you like us to cover? You can send that in. If we're having a guest on, we'll let you know in advance, and you'll be able to ask him or her questions about whatever it is that we're going to be talking about. And that way, you are directly involved with the show. And coming soon, I mentioned this yesterday in the last couple episodes, and I'm going to mention it again. We're working on a platform where everyone can see the stories that we may cover on a day-to-day basis. But only donors will have the ability to upvote and downvote those. So the ones that are upvoted more than they're downvoted, and usually by a significant margin, we will talk about those topics because you're helping us, and we're going to help you. We're going to cover what you want us to do, and we're going to give you ideas so you don't have to come off scratch. And you can also recommend ideas. So below all that... There'll be a little query box for donors where you can send in, hey, this isn't listed, but I'd love you to talk about XYZ, and we'll talk about it. So that's for five bucks a month. It comes up to $60 for the year. If you can pay us one time, $50 for the year. So you save $10 over the course of the entire year for a one-time payment. Not only do you get the wristband, not only do you get mailbag access, not only do you get the ability to upvote and downvote and recommend stories that we talk about Monday through Friday on a daily basis. But you also get this, the Empire State Conservative Network hoodie. You have our nice logo here on the front, name and number on the back. I'm connected to a mic, so I am not going to spin around and knock everything over. But it's sizes small to 5XL, so no matter how big or small you are, we have a size for you. And again, you get all that. If you bought it on our website today, that plus shipping, 75 bucks. Getting $25 off that, $10 off your annual donation. You're saving money. Plain and simple. And we're doing it, again, not to make money, but so we can cover our costs, so we can reach more Empire State Conservatives like yourself, and so we can make change here in New York State in 2020, the very next chance we get. So, guys, thanks so much for watching. Again, this is Pete. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. I'll come back at you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. It's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.